Good morning. What a great joy it is to welcome so, so many of you to Princeton University and to this conversation with His Holiness, the 14th Dalai Lama. My name is Allison Bowden, and I serve here at Princeton University as Dean of Religious Life and of the Chapel, the office that is hosting this event. I believe His Holiness would like you to sit. Let me thank at this time the Kalmyk Three Jewels Foundation, our co-sponsors for this event, and also Dr. Thubten Jinpa, who is serving as His Holiness's translator. His Holiness will share his teaching with us. He then looks forward very much to responding to your questions. If you will continue to write them down, university marshals will convey the cards to the front, and Jinpa La will pose them to His Holiness. Tenzin Gyatso, the 14th Dalai Lama, is our most esteemed guest. He is the leader of the Tibetan people, certainly, in their religious practice and in their quest for autonomy, well-being, and cultural and religious freedom. He is also the world's most compelling spiritual and moral voice on a host of issues that concern the human family, including the environment, interfaith understanding and cooperation, the elimination of disparities in poverty and wealth, the necessity of proactive public service, of compassionate action with neighbors in need, and so much more. This morning we are blessed to hear His Holiness's teaching on the subject of compassion, of cultivating loving kindness within ourselves, that it might radiate throughout all that we are, all that we think and feel and do. He has titled this teaching, Develop the Heart, and we are eager to receive your wisdom. What a privilege to present to you His Holiness, the Dalai Lama. Oh, very good. I think it's a better style. <laughs> you could sit here. Brothers and sisters, I feel great honor having this opportunity to uh, talk with, uh, I think many of you, I think students, students. So, students and some other faculties. So, And thank your invitation. Recently I was in 
Kasa Alabama, Kasadi. Birmingham, Alabama. Kasa size means. Birmingham. Oh, Birmingham. This is someone asked me whether uh, uh, I come before or not. And I mentioned never because no invitation. <laughs> <laughs> So I visit here and there, uh, not as a tourist, uh, but if someone asks uh, with some sort of hope, then I feel it is my responsibility to fulfill their hope or their request, whether I can uh, make complete satisfaction or not. It's my duty. As a Buddhist monk, my daily prayer, my body, speech, mind, dedicated, serving to others. <clears throat> then, on practical level, uh, the person whose age, uh, no, nearly 80 years old, uh, age 16, I had lost my own freedom. Age 24, I had lost my own country. Then, a lot of difficulties. Difficulties beyond my control. Control, beyond my control. So difficult life. At the same time, uh, in India, there's a lot of sort of opportunity meeting with a different spiritual practitioner, uh, and also uh, eventually meeting with many scientists and variety of people, uh, including some eight patients uh, of beggars, like that. Then, of course, I always listen, BBC, not American CNN. <laughs> Occasionally, of course, CNN also is I. <laughs> I also listen, but mainly BBC. So, then, oh, our world, one way, much development, and life become much easier with the help of technology, with the help of science, wonderful. But at the same time, a lot of man-made problems I think firstly, huge gap, rich and poor. I think everywhere, including America. And then also corruption. I think America maybe did better, I think. Uh, some countries really 
a lot of problem. Then, the great achievement through technology, through science, sometimes helping uh, to create more fear and more sort of what's the day, uh, destruction. Destruction. So then, then basically we are social animal. Each individual's future depends on the rest of the community. And now, today, because of global economy and also the environment sort of problem, now uh, we cannot say uh, this nation, this continent safe, other not. Or something happened other area is something not your concern, not that reality. Now reality, the East depend on West. Uh, West depend on East and South, North, like that. So therefore, uh, uh, we really need a sense of global responsibility. Because well-being of humanity is your own well-being. And then, so like, what's the ecology problem? the entire world facing that problem. So we really need genuine what's the cooperation and sense is to care each other, share others' problem. So here we really need a sense of oneness of humanity. So wherever I go, I learn now that observe all these events and also my own experience. So irrespective, whether believer or non-believer, we all same human being. We all want happy life, do not want suffering. So the oneness, sense of oneness of humanity uh, I think even the old major religious tradition also have the same sort of concept. For example, theistic religion. Entire humanity, entire world created by God. Same source. Uh, then the other non-theistic religion uh, we usually call sentient being. Uh, according the Nalanda tradition, uh, we usually call the sentient mother, like that. So all religious tradition actually is stressing uh, 
uh, entire humanity are same. We really need spirit of uh, brotherhood, sisterhood, and actually same source. And then according to his religion, just this life. So that also a very, very powerful sort of concept. This very life created by God. So, very close sort of feeling with God. God. So then more feeling of intimacy, more willingness to follow what's God's wish. Uh, God's wish. And fulfill God's wish. I think the very purpose of our life. Uh, since God creates, so the very purpose is lead meaningful life. Meaningful means peaceful life. Peaceful means uh, any action or your life carry with sense of compassion. Then your life becomes meaningful because compassion with sense of well-being of other, then no possible, no possibility to harm other, exploiting other, bully other, cheating other. Opposite, instead of sense of well-being of other, just sense of well-being oneself. The strong, because of the self-centered attitude. Then bully, exploitation, harming, killing, all these things happen. So that's against our Father's wish, God's wish. So more closer feeling towards God, more single-pointed faith towards God, is a more willingness to, to, to follow uh, God's path. And then also, since we all created by God, so, so we all have some kind of sparks of God. That also is a Buddhist call, uh, Buddha nature, seat of Buddha. So that concept, immense help is to maintain self-confidence and courage and optimism. That also is important. Now, however, the religions, uh, firstly, different many the religious tradition. The essential part of all religions, all major religious tradition, practice of love, forgiveness, tolerance, self-discipline, all same. In the philosophical field, big differences. So, uh, it's a different tradition, different sort of way of approach. Then, another sort of uh, factor, now seven billion human beings, among seven billion human beings, according to some statistic report, over one billion 
non-believer. Uh, so these also human brothers, sisters, no matter what their sort of view, actually, we are human beings. Uh, according to theistic religion, these people also created by God. The non-theistic religion, the viewpoint, this is also the same sentient being, want a happy life, do not want suffering. Because of the desire, want a happy life, do not want suffering. Yet, there's a lot of difficulties. So, we need a sense of concern of their well-being. We all have the same right. So, since these non-believers, uh, see, if we approach uh, educate, telling them or practice of love uh, and compassion, these are very important because the religious sort of teachers to state that. Then they may say, oh, I don't care. So therefore, we need uh, another way to approach these non-believers. That's I learned one of Indian tradition. How many Indians now here? Raise hand. One, two, three, four. Oh, okay. Yes. You Indian. I usually describe historically our guru, our teacher all the knowledge and also our practice come from India. So Indians uh, our guru. More precise, ancient Indians were our guru, <laughs> not modern Indian. <laughs> modern Indians are truly practice of selflessness. So, they not much pay attention about valuable traditions. <laughs> so, one of the Indians of tradition, that is the secular, secular concept. In the West, see, when I sort of or say they talk about uh, talk or exchange or discuss about this. Some my friend, some Muslims, some Christians, they have some sort of reservation. The concept of secular. The word secular. The word secular. The, the reason some even you see mixed the secularism and atheism. Actually not. It is in something like anti-God. Secular, according to Indian understanding and Indian practice, secular respect all religions, isn't it? Uh, and no preference, this religion or that religion. Uh, all religion equal respect. And also, secular uh, means respect non-believer. That is something very unique. 
in ancient time, uh, over 3,000 years, one ancient Indian school of thought, they're called Charvaka. Said they uh, do not accept any value of spirituality. Uh, religion. 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 So, uh, the rest of Indian school of thought criticize uh, about that school of thought, Charvaka school of thought. Describe nihilism. Yet, people who hold that view call Rishi. Rishi means sage. So, even non-believer, respect. So, that, I think, concept, I think, today's world, I think, very relevant. Firstly, there are so many different traditions, so respect all religions. And then also, there are non-believers. We must respect them. We should not exclude them. Exclude them. Exclude them. We must bring together uh, as a part of humanity. Seven billion human beings. Humanity. Now there is non-believer. If we approach to them uh, according different religious sort of teachings, uh, teaching, then they may not show interest. So we need secular way to approach. Now here, usually, you see, I use uh, three sort of what's the points. Number one, common experience, including this non-believer, also come from their mother. Today, uh, maybe very, very kasata, kasogana, uh, extreme materialist, or even in, indulge some negative activities. But at the, at the time of their early life, childhood, they received immense affection from their mother. So these people also, you see, uh, in their life, actually, affection is so important. So our life, every human being, even animal, the social animal, mainly, you see, which come from their mother, Everyone, their survival entirely depends on others' affection. Without that, they can't, can't survive. So those people, non-believer, actually, these non-believer also, in their blood, very much absorbed by uh, mother's affection. So now, their health viewpoint, or mental state, those people who received maximum affection and grown up surrounding affection, their body development also much healthier, and the mental state also much 
Kamerulam. Much kurda. Much fresh. Children without how should affectionate sort of surrounding atmosphere. 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 Uh, deep insight, sense of fear. So that almost I think whole life remains. Sense of insecurity. As a result, very harmful for their health and very harmful for their proper mental development. I think student, I think you can you can experience a day as your mind a little bit anxiety and a little bit fear, then that day your lesson more difficult. But the day you see your mind happy, joyful. You see your class study more things more easily absorbed or oh. deeper. So affection, warm heartedness is something very important for a human being. So in that respect, uh, I feel uh, I'm quite fortunate. My mother, illiterate, uh, uneducated, just a farmer, uh, but very, very kind, really. So my mind, my mother, so kind. So, my mother's kindness, I think, to some extent, I think, spoils me. <laughs> so, I easily bully my mother. <laughs> For example, as a farm, as a farmer, farmer's mother, yeah. uh, farmer's mother, you see, there's not much of joy or these things. Not like American children, I think generally. Mm. Uh, the farmland, a very remote area, so not, nothing much to play. To play with. Uh, to play with. Uh, so my mother usually <laughs> she carried me on her shoulder and she carried some work in farm or look after animal. Uh, she carried me. So then, I also say, uh, quite comfortable uh, on, her on, on my mother's shoulder, two leg like that, and then my two hand is hold my mother's two ear. Hmm. Then, uh, when I want to go this side, <laughs> this side, <laughs> as a matter of fact. I, that young, spoiled boy, almost controlled my mother's movement in the direction, this side, this side, like that. If mother uh, not do according to my wish, then I shout and my two legs. <laughs> so really, uh, all our brothers, sisters, I think never saw our mother's angry face. Poor, but 
very kind, warm-hearted person. So that I really feel fortunate. So certain amount of compassion here. The first seed come from my mother. So we all, seven billion human beings, actually come from uh, one's own mother. If mother neglect or do not take care of us, we die. Then some scientist, Livings, Livings oh, Bob. Bob Livingston. Bob Livingston. Now no longer. One occasion of a meeting with scientists, one occasion is he mentioned after birth, next few weeks, mother's physical touch is major factor for proper enlargement or development of the brain. So then also is a scientist, medical, some sci- medical scientists also say, constant fear, anger, hatred, actually eating our immune system. Other hand, more compassionate mind, more affectionate mind, very good for sustain uh, immune system and very good for our health. In our daily sort of experience, a day we got more irritation than that day. You see, you remain with bad mood. A day, you see, you experience some sort of what's the day? Because uh, of that, receive more affection from your close friend. Then the whole day you feel something very fresh. There's nothing to do with religion. Oh, one time, uh, many years ago, one Japanese who tore Tibet and returned. Soon after he returned, he came to see me and he told me some Tibetan temples, uh, see, the day he sort of visited that temple and some room, quite dark, and very fearful sort of deity or statues. Uh, suppose these are religious objects. Uh, then he told me that night he sleep much disturbed because of fear. <laughs> he reflects the fearful sort of because statues. And so this Japanese tourist happened to visit a Tibetan temple. There was a dark room in that temple which had lots of masks of figures with very fierce-looking, terrifying faces. So he had a nightmare. Uh, so, yeah. so sometimes you see religious kasoda. Unless you know the real deeper meaning, otherwise this also sometimes uh, creates more fear. Uh, and sometimes even, you see, the, uh, see the uh, Buddhist community, Tibetan Buddhist community, and also I think some Christians, practitioner or other Muslim, you see, who believe heaven and hell. Uh, so sometimes 
particularly at the end of their life, you see, I think some kind of fear about hell. <laughs> I think possible. <laughs> so you see, sometimes you see religion also, unless you properly understand, as I mentioned earlier, God creates. We also have the spark of God. So, so, so therefore, more courage, more optimism. Practice of religion with much sort of, sort of the positive enthusiasm. Very good, wonderful. Otherwise, you see the more, uh, more negative side yeah. thinking. So, I think you said you have a perpetual shame of Kashegi and poor Morishanako and worse. Because sometimes religion can become an instrument for inspiring fear among its believers. So, sometimes I tease the Tibetan teachers who go and teach out to the lay population that they are going out to scare the elderly community within the, <laughs> within the Tibetans. <laughs> so, the point is, these are scientists, uh, uh, according to their, what say, uh, research. research, you see, uh, See, irrespective of whether believer or non-believer, this destructive emotion is very bad for our health. And then obviously, you can see the family where more distrust or competition, jealousy, no matter how rich, how sort of powerful family, actually unhappy. Economically, maybe the poor, poor, but full of affection in the family, much happier. So I think modern, modern society, materialistic society, you see, people generally, you see, feel uh, money is the source of happiness source of happy life. I think money is necessary. Being comfortable life, mainly physical level. To the mental level, money will not bring inner peace. More money, more anxiety, more jealousy. So money is necessary, useful, but you totally rely on a happy life, meaningful life, just money is wrong. So, modern society, it seems more, you see, because materials, materialistic oriented sort of life. Whole society, some kind of materialistic culture. That, I think, we now think more seriously. Uh, whether believe religion or not, up to individual. But we are human beings, social animal, come from our mother, so our blood very much sort of, uh, of the related with calm mind, compassionate mind, anger, fear against our body, actually. So therefore, uh, 
we should pay more attention about our inner value. So quite often, I used not only myself, but also some scientists, some educationists. See, we have the same view. Existing modern education system is very much oriented about materially, material sort of values. So it is not adequate. We must, I think, I think we, we must think more, or we should carry more research work see, in existing secular education field. I think some education about inner value, not as a religious sort of subject, but simply uh, the well-being of our daily life and whole life. That I think we need. I recently I was in Vancouver. Vancouver. Uh, last few years, they actually is carrying some discussion, uh, discussion and program. Uh, quite successful. Now in India, also you see, in America, also you see some uh, some scientists and some professors. Now we last few years we seriously discussing. Uh, I think worthwhile, make one curriculum strictly according secular way, uh, uh, the education about warm-heartedness. So this university, I think very famous education standard is considered very, very high. Uh, so now, with that high standard of education, if you include a little bit <laughs> about <laughs> the education, about warm-heartedness, then maybe, I think, more complete. No, more complete. So, so that I always is talking. So, first level, we are human being. Human being level, we need human affection human compassion. Then second level, yes, we have d uh, differences. You are sort of your professions, different professions, and a different sort of family uh, background. Uh, education also, there are some differences, and also different faith, and also different color. All these secondary level. Sometimes we too much emphasis secondary level of differences and forget about fundamental of sameness. If we more emphasis sameness on fundamental level, then no basis quarrel. Seven million beings are human brothers and sisters. Part of your part of your community. So if we have strong sort of belief or strong sort of conviction, then no basis of war, no basis of killing. All this we neglect about that fundamental level of sameness and the secondary level of differences, too much emphasis there, including religious faith. Then nowadays, you see, in the name of religion. Not killing. And emphasis on different national interests, 
again, healing. So all this, with too much emphasis on the secondary level. So now, time come. We must think more seriously about oneness of humanity. So that's my main, uh, main message or main, main, main suggestions, main view. So if you feel uh, this is some, some sense, then think more and share with more people. Perhaps here is a few thousand people. So if you feel some sense, if you feel some serious, then you say share uh, your friends. Perhaps each person have 10 people you can share. That again, 10 people, uh, each 10 friends, 100. Through that way, 1,000, 10,000, 100,000, go like that. So these, I said, the Kasota, propagating the value, propagating these basic human value uh, must come from individual. Government level cannot do much. Uh, even spiritual leader, I do not think he can do much. Uh, so we individual, as a human being, you see, we can, we can promote, we can promote these things. So our target, seven billion human being, and seven billion human being, more compassionate, more sensible, then it is really possible this century, 21st century, can be century of peace. Peace ultimately depends here. Hatred, anger, suspicion, distrust, so long these things there, then difficult to achieve peace. Sense of responsibility, sense of sameness of human, humanity, uh, more sense of concern of others' well-being, then genuine peace can, can materialize. So, uh, then, through that way, this century, uh, it can be not just uh, next decade, or two dec after two decades, I don't think. Uh, still, the generation of 20th century still quite active. <laughs> I usually see a big distinction. Generation of 20th century, my generation, I think you also, I think, include that. <laughs> Those elder people, we bronze uh, century of uh, 20th, century. 20th century. So young people, below 30 or 20, and these young people are the generation of the 21st century. So it is your responsibility. It is your opportunity. If you make attempt now, I think within this century, uh, can be more peaceful, more happy world. Can be possible. 
can, can achieve. You know? So, now my generation, now, uh, uh, nearly say, bye-bye. <laughs> so the, the generation of the 21st century, now you should be active. These sort of, uh, in order to achieve happy century, peaceful century, compassionate century, will not achieve through prayer, through wishful thinking, only through action. Action with vision, then possible. And now, a lot of sort of uh, mechanics sort of the material, sort of instrument, technology, you can, you, you can sort of the educate. You can utilize love. Uh, utilize. You see, consider oneness of humanity. Uh, then I think, I think it is possible. So whether achieve or not, it's really worthwhile make attempt. If presence of the situation go continuously, human population increasing. Nature resources also now facing some limitation. Then also is a nature disaster due to global warming increasing. So our century, this first century, will not be happy century unless we make some attempt. And we should not take take should not take take, take for granted. granted our things will be okay should not think that way. Yes. So, thank you. Now some questions. Um, what is your favorite memory from childhood and why has it stayed with you? As I briefly already mentioned, I received, I think, maximum affection from my mother, uh, generally also from my father. But my father, short temper, so occasionally I also, I also get some, what's it? Slapping. Uh, slapping. A slap. Like that. I think the childhood, I think a very happy sort of memory. Hasota, memory. Moment. Every moment, the life grown, grown up. You see, so that your intelligence, your sort of, of the concern, concern is bigger, bigger, bigger. Then, more trouble, more worry. Or then, perhaps, I think deep meditation. Me, as a Buddhist practitioner, meditate about infinity altruism with combination of understanding of deeper reality. When I uh, my sort of meditate or analytical meditation uh, quite successful, then immense or not say, uh, some kind of special experience. With that experience, then no matter what difficulties, what problem, you can maintain inner, deep, peaceful experiences. 
That's my secret. I do not want to share with you. <laughs> yes. Um, the next question is, this is from Tanya. Um, what is your biggest regret in life? Oh, one thing. When I was teenage, teenage, yeah. Right, that lot And between ten to twenty, uh, the best period for study, uh, early, say around ten or seven, eight, ten. Uh, uh, that period, then of course, you say no political responsibility. So only for study these things. But I, I think I wasted a lot of time. I'm quite, uh, quite lazy student, and not much interest about the study. Only interest is play, play. Like that. So that's. Sometimes I really feel regret. Now that that time never because of that. So you recovered. Ah. That that precious time ah. can never be recovered. So, uh, see, young boys and girls. At this moment, of course, occasionally you see you need sports or these things, uh, but main your mind must concentrate for your education. And education, not just a copy from book or from teacher's explanation. Uh, you yourself must analyze. Critical and, thinking. Uh, Use your critical thinking. Uh, critical, uh, critical thinking. thinking. And for that reason, you need read more different books or different views. Then you get more source to analyze. Or critical thinking. That's very, very important. Here, I think, uh, uh, I may sort of say, the Buddhist tradition or Indian tradition, um, in the Indian um, theory of education, we speak of uh, three levels of understanding. The initial level of understanding based on studying and learning, and then the hearing. second, and through hearing and listening, and then the level of understanding that is derived through critical reflection, and then finally the level of understanding derived through an experience, personal experience. So, the critical sort of thinking, thinking uh, should not act like yes minister. <laughs> whatever teachers say, whatever books say, or just you convince Except, that, no. not that. Uh, take that point, then think, then read some other different views, then analyze. That's the proper way. So, so one sort of the result is just some knowledge through hearing. Another person say, oh, this is wrong, or something different. Then you may feel, oh, maybe. The second level of understanding you see, you yourself analyze through analytical, we call analytical meditation. Then you get conviction. Then someone say, oh, this is wrong. You say, oh, no, I thoroughly analyze. 
Uh, so this is right. So you see, your understanding really become firm. That brings conviction. Conviction becomes gradual change. Your mental attitude. Isn't it? Like that. Um, as college students, we often face difficult choices and questions as we try to determine how to live the next phase of our life. Do you have any advice for us as young adults and college students? What, in your opinion, makes life meaningful, and how should we go about pursuing such meaning in our lives? I think that I already mentioned. It's the inner values. These you should not neglect. Uh, whether take religious belief or not, it's up to individual. But, you see, as a human being, as a social animal, you see, these inner values are very, very important. Then your certain sort of, your profession field, thus you should sort of consult or seek advice. Your teacher, uh, uh, and your sort of relatives, like that. And mainly you yourself, again, you see, think, think seriously. Like that. Okay. Um, do universal human rights exist? If so, how would you define them? Perhaps I usually see telling people, and also I feel very purpose of our life. Of course, according to different faith, uh, different explanation. But generally speaking, as a human being, I think purpose of our life is happy life. Reason quite simple. Our life very much depends on hope. There's no guarantee what will happen next year or next decade. Uh, but on the, on, the, on the basis of hope, you see, we are making effort, even though some difficulties occurred, but still, you see, keeping hope, or oh, I can overcome these things, or a better chance may come. If due to some problem, completely lost hope, then your mind become difficult, and worse things, uh, I, I think worse things, because of the suicide. The, if not, uh, too much relying on alcohol, on drugs, isn't it? So you see, self-confidence, uh, and based on hope. hope. So therefore, our life very much based on hope. Hope means something good. So, therefore, uh, our very sort of purpose of our life, I think we can conclude happy life is our goal. Um, so the next question is, what is the best way to forgive someone? 
usually see, I, uh, with respect, sometimes I should uh, mention, they compare ancient Indian psychology, the Western modern psychology looks like kindergarten level. <laughs> so, really need further develop the knowledge about mind, about emotion. The ancient Indian uh, psychology highly developed. And with that, there's a more the method dealing with these destructive emotions. It is something very useful. Now, uh, as a result of the last 30 years, my sort of serious dialogue with modern scientists, uh, a number of scientists now really showing genuine interest about ancient Indian psychology. So, uh, so, actor, action. Action, opposed. Now, for example, when ourselves make sort of... Make a mistake. Make a mistake. Make a mistake. And what's the confession? When we practice confession, at that moment, we make distinction. I, as an actor, and the wrong, 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 wrong doing as an action. So, actor now realize wrong action. So, confess. So, we have the ability, distinction, action, and actor. So, similarly, your, our troublemaker side also make distinction. Actor, as a human brother, sisters, still we can keep compassion, affection. As far as the action is concerned, oppose. Like that. Next. Um, what is the best tip or best advice you could give us to resist harmful ideas, attachment to harmful ideas, and resist harmful emotions? Oh, firstly, yeah, the harmful emotions, the harmful ideas, the harmful First, we have to know how do we de define something as being harmful. <laughs> so harmful, short-term harmful, long-term benefit. Sometimes short-term, so happy, long-term harmful. And also, you see, to uh, limited people, uh, benefit. benefit. The larger number, Harmful. So very difficult. Case to case. So it's very difficult to generalize to say X is harmful. So you have to judge. I don't know. <laughs> case to case. You utilize fully your human intelligence and look wider perspective and also look the four dimensions or six dimensions from one dimension you can't see the reality. It's quite often it looks some harmful, but from wider perspective, 
not necessarily harmful. Or one side harmful, one side helpful. That also is happening. So we need uh, human intelligence properly used properly in order to uh, properly use uh, our mind must be because of the wider perspective and open. Okay, next question. Um, these are two questions. Um, how are you able to resist hateful feelings towards the Chinese after all they have done uh, to your country? As I already mentioned. And then the next question that are related, what would you say to Tibetans living in China? Oh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, we always make a distinction. Even those Chinese officials is who carry some sort of what's the very uh, negative action. As a human being, we deliberately try to keep compassion, sense of concern of their well-being. As far as action is concerned, uh, we openly criticize, uh, we oppose their action. That we do. So, for example, uh, 2008 crisis. Uh, see, this, me personally, you see, I developed the same experience 1959, 10th March. Much sort of anxiety, much because of anguish survey. Oh, like that. So, similar experience developed helplessness. Uh, so, then I practice one Buddhist sort of practice. Uh, visualize these sort of uh, Chinese officials and then deliberately, you see, taking their anger and their suspicion, their hatred, take to myself. And then give uh, love forgiveness, and the spirit of forgiveness, these things. So that actually uh, nothing affect the situation, but it immense help to maintain my peace of mind. So we're doing that. And then also I publicly sit, telling you, it's Tibetan, Chinese also, human being, they also want a happy life. So it is understandable. See, they love Chinese culture, Chinese people. As we Tibetan loves our culture, our people. So therefore, see, respect them. Then uh, their sort of wrong sort of policy due to short-sightedness. Sometimes I jokingly say, telling some of the hardliner Chinese leaders need some knowledge about human psychology. <laughs> Sometimes you see, they carry their policy like a machine without knowing the human psychology. <laughs> of course, you see, they really want harmony 
stability, unity. The harmony, unity must come from here. Trust uh, is the key factor for harmony, friendship. So trust and fear cannot go together. So their method, use force. So use force, uh, increase fear. And fear, then, you see, never can go with trust. So harmony, uh, stability, unity, very much based on friendship. Friendship entirely based on trust, like that. Um, investment banking. <laughs> Your thoughts? <laughs> Your thoughts? Your thoughts? I don't know. <laughs> I think in order to make a proper answer, let me spend, I think, at least one year in, banking, in bank work with high salary. <laughs> I don't know. I think some Muslims sort of practice no interest. Actually, I think you see concerning some kind of sort of against exploitation. The, an idea is very good, but practical, I think more or less, I think the same. <laughs> okay. Um, a Buddhist man used to tell me that being born a woman um, seems you have more sin in the past, a past life, than a man. What do you think of this way of saying? Oh. I think uh, just because the, the body, man and female, I think no differences about the brain. The, Religious practice, as far as Buddhist the, because of practice is Buddhism concerned, is concerned no? you see, the same. One time I was in Peking, 1954-55. One occasion, I, I met, that time I met, you see, several times with Chairman Mohan and we quite sort of often, you see, just casual talk. So one time, Chairman Mohan you see, told me, Goddess Tara is feminist <laughs> and and sort of uh, very uh, compassionate sort of goddess. So uh, so if you see the female is really something uh, inferior, inferior, then this should not happen like that. So there's. Of course, there are some Buddhist texts which speaks of being born as a uh, male as a sort of a more desirable aspiration. That's the, the, I think any religion, any major religion, you see, there are three aspects. The religious aspect, 
that's practice of love, forgiveness, tolerance, and self-discipline, these things. Then the philosophical aspect, theistic religion, there is creator. The non-theistic religion, no creator. Differences, that's the philosophical aspect. Then I think should include cultural aspect. So my Indian friend, you see, uh, telling me, uh, at the time, Mahavira and Buddha come. Around that period, animal sacrifice, huge sort of number. Widespread love. Even you see some effect from farming, farming system or farmer. So, according to that circumstances, the Jainism very much emphasis about vegetarianism and ahimsa, non-violence, and Buddhism as well. So, then I think uh, sometimes I feel uh, as a result of more discussion with some Muslim scholars. Uh, Muslim in Arab, more nomad culture, nomad life. Uh, so therefore, there are some sort of the crimes, usually, you see, uh, often happen. Therefore, in Quran, the Sharia law, more detail, like that. So this, uh, so similarly, I think in Buddhist sort of practice, the existing cultural heritage, uh, male can do more sort of effective services. services. Female mainly is to look after their children or something like that. So that maybe is a one on factor. Cultural, cultural aspect. Or cultural aspect. And now the uh, ordained monk or ordained nun. Although Buddha give equal, but when we sit together, um, monk as a male, superior, higher status, higher status. These, I think, cultural aspect. Now, modern society. Actually, you see, we uh, we make attempt equal equality. Uh, so, therefore, uh, I think the ancient cultural heritage, little sort of differences. So, accordingly, you see, these things happen. Now, these things, time change, the reality change. I think we have the liberty to change these things. This I feel. Basically, as I mentioned earlier, uh, you see, there is no differences due to color or due to sort of sex, right? gender. gender. No differences. And as a matter of fact, the female, uh, as far as sort of sensitivity about other's pain, female is greater than female. So, so I think even animal, uh, uh, we will, uh, we, we always see. see, you see the dogs or cats, 
father enjoy, then no sense of responsibility to look after their youngster. Mother, at least a few months, take full care. At birds, I think some birds, more moral ethics, moral ethics there. The couple, I think, some, I think almost the whole life, you see, remain together. Uh, so, usually, you see, the uh, mother, female, really more sort of strength uh, to take care of their youngster. So, here, biological factor there. And some scientists tested. Uh, see, look, one picture, uh, painful sort of what's the Experience, love. Uh, experiences, one picture. Video. A video, video. And then look by female and male. The physical response, female is much stronger. I think we, uh, I can say the very symbol of milk, uh, female have. Male, like me, no matter how sort of so the practice of compassion. Never possible milk. Come from here. <laughs> Through operation, I don't think any possibility. <laughs> and then I would like to mention to you, again, you see some scientists, you see, for their research, very young, Children, uh, age, even a few months. No. Uh, watch, let them watch some sort of cartoon. See one cartoon, uh, more sort of helping, helping behavior. Helping behavior. One negative hindrance. So a few months old child. Look there, the helping smile. Or oh, hindrance. Hindering behavior. Or hindering behavior. Like that. So basic nature of human being is more compassionate, more positive. That I think very important. Then as I mentioned before, more compassionate mind, very suitable this body. Anger, hatred, very bad for our health, for our body. So, I think these are important. We should develop the concept, basic human nature is more compassionate, more gentleness. Otherwise, you see, this diff due to different news and then th these things, so then some people, is it really feel, oh, basic human nature is negative? That's, I think, very harmful. Harmful sort of view. Next question. Um, how can we improve our moral standing without subscribing to a religious perspective? That already I answered. 
<laughs> then I think one, one and I will add, among the believers, among the religious people, there are corrupted people. Why it happened? They are lacking moral principle. So religion manipulate to find their selfish interest. So moral principle uh, uh, very important. So as I mentioned before, the true education, true awareness, firm belief about value of moral principle, then uh, add religious belief, then truly that the religion become truly because of the meaningful religious practice, because of the practice habit no. like that. Um, what is the key to happiness? Money. <laughs> or, or sex. <laughs> Nightclub. Because <laughs> I told you that. The key to happiness. Ka. Key to happiness. The key, key to ha uh, happiness, as I mentioned earlier, warm heartedness here. You yourself, you see, uh, develop real inner strength. With inner strength, self-confidence, a positive way, sometimes self-confidence in a negative way. Uh, so out of compassion and self-confidence, very positive. Uh, inner strength, very positive. So that, you see, you can carry your work, your activities, uh, truthful, honest, so that you can carry your work transparently. As a result, trust brings more people trust you. That means more friend. That result, you be happy person. To my self-centered attitude, fear. Fear develop distrust. With distrust, you remain distance from other. So result, no genuine friend. And result, that person, deep inside, will be very, very lonely, unhappy person. Isn't it? Um, maybe we could be the, uh, two last questions. Yes, okay. Um, how can we better incorporate Buddhist principles and teachings into the demands of our very busy lifestyle? I think firstly, study. Uh, I think any other religion, particularly Buddhism, see, study is very, very important. Uh, once you have uh, sufficient knowledge about the essential part of Buddhism, uh, once you have fuller knowledge, then busy life while you are working, you, see, you can practice. For example, Atheistic sort of uh, attitude, the practice. See, with that, your, your work, 
really be more sort of sincere. Uh, and also, and also you can have a better relations with your co-workers as uh, well. So you see, real sort of happy human groups uh, you can develop. So that's, that also is a practice of altruism. Then, the understanding about impermanence. In, uh, as a result of understanding about impermanence does not mean now you are not prepared uh, next, next day. Or uh, because of impermanence, not concerned about breakfast or lunch. Foolish. <laughs> but the understanding about impermanence, something grasping. So, uh, deeper reflection on impermanence um, can help you deal with uh, our tendency to solidify things and then latch onto it and grasp and react in an emotional way. So that can be, you know, kind of undone a bit. Then one important sort of practice is the understanding about the absence of independent existence. Uh, usually is the translate emptiness. It's quite dangerous also to, to create a lot of misunderstanding. misunderstanding. So we need a lot of sort of study and analyze. Then they say, my own sort of experience. Now, here, I respect all, all of you as a sort of part of practice of I never consider I am something special. I always see, feel we are the same human being, mentally, emotionally, physically. When we talk, when we meet people, I never consider I am Buddhist, I am Tibetan. I never consider that. We are the same human being on human level. Then I never consider I am Oh, like His Holiness, 14th Dalai Lama. I never consider that. <laughs> if I sort of too much emphasis my own position or something, then actually uh, that creates something like prison myself, my own kokun kokun. And the result, lonely, no use. Yesterday I met Kasa uh, Polat, uh, uh, um, the psychologist Aaron Beck. Aaron Beck is one of his sort of book. Is a prisoner of hate. hate. So uh, there is sort of I mean Kasa, there could be prisoner of Dalai Lama, <laughs> Dalai Lama. If too much emphasis, I'm something special. I'm unusual. Foolish. So it's like a form of self-deception, actually. Oh. If I consider I'm one of you, immediately come close. The real sort of feeling of human community. So, so while I'm talking, the practice of altruism 
quality there. Then, look at you, appears something objectively exists, but understanding of the absence of independent existence, uh, like quantum physics. When I look at you, some memory, memory of the teaching. Let him have some awareness of that. Yeah. Oh, then appears like dream. Let him. Give me the Like a dream, reflections in a dream. Oh, very helpful. So, once you you have sufficient knowledge, then some sort of familiarize familiarization about these practice. Then, you see, So, uh, when you are able to cultivate those kind of perspectives, you don't really need to confine yourself to formal sitting with your eyes closed. You can always bring that perspective into your day-to-day life. So, so study is very, very important. Uh, and I think, I think I may say, the, the Buddhist, particularly Nanda tradition, is, is use human intelligence maximum way, through that way, transform our emotion. So, study is very, very important. Now, as far as Tibetan Buddhism is concerned, uh, because of Nalinda tradition, so the book which translated from uh, India, over 300 volumes. So, a lot of explanation uh, and a lot of different views about reality. Uh, so, mainly, the mathematical philosophy is more sort of kasoda. So the uh, among these books, there are various philosophical views presented, and one of them is the Madhyamaka school of thought, the middle way school of thought, uh, which the presentations and perspectives of that school tend to be really something that can withstand a critical inquiry. So, uh, other sort of Chitta Mantra school of thought, Sotantik school of thought, and then Vibhashik school of thought. Differences. So, in order to know more precise or deeper way about Madhimika philosophy, the other sort of philosophical views, very helpful to know. Then, Gindri Thoyamurva. Then you, can see the, then you can see the contrast and the contradictions and what are the underlying reasons and so on. And the ancient sort of Indian, uh, uh, the Veda traditions, or these, or... Uh, so they are, for example, uh, known as the five classical schools of uh, Indian tradition. Non-Buddhist. Non-Buddhist schools oh. of thought. So these... Uh, See, each is used certain sort of reasoning. Uh, reasoning. So, very, very helpful to study this, then analyze, as I mentioned earlier, uh, what is the contradiction? Uh, what is the, 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 the 
reasons of that philosophical view. What is the reason this philosophical view? And what sort of argue each other? Each argument, what's the reasons? What's the basis? Very, very helpful. So usually you see Tibetan uh, sort of study, usually you see took, I think these philosophical views of philosophical in others, you see, I think 20, 30 years we study. So very, very helpful. All this knowledge from India. The Nalanda masters, really, and particularly South Indian. Among Indian, South Indian? Capital, big it South Indian? Lavani Tasha, big it did the South Indian? So usually I teasing my Indian friend from north, I usually teasing them, oh, as far as brain <laughs> intelligence is concerned, South Indian brain is something special. <laughs> because most of Nalanda masters, most of them come from South India. Really? Like that. Yes, then. One more. Chik, chik. Okay, last no. question. Last question. How can artists especially writers and poets, directly contribute to working for social justice? Yes, you are, I think, very, I think, I think very important. You see, uh, your sort of profession, also one very important sort of uh, Avenue. Media way. A medium. Oh, medium. Uh, which sort of, at a certain point, can reach millions of people. So, like I think music and some other sort of artist, so long certain vision, aiming better world, peaceful world, uh, and, and more sense of concern about entire humanity. On first level, sameness of humanity. With this motivation, then you can express your different profession, professional way, artistic way. Very, very helpful. So this is our common responsibility. Politicians, I think, should think these lines. Economists also should think these. Uh, and then different artists, uh, we all, you see, have that kind of sort of the common goal. We are part of the humanity. Humanity happy, we, we will be happy. And this planet safe, everybody has to get benefit. And then America, American, I always refer, America is the leading nation of free world. So, your very important nation. Very important, as a more important nation, more important. So you see, your vision, your thinking, a global level is very necessary, very important. I think this university, I think many foreign students, oh, very good. So you see, share your value. 
real value is not American military strength, but American, what's it, democracy, uh, freedom, liberty. These are really, this is your values, your real value. Some uh, in the past, even today, this is some, still you see some kind of the traces of the past or the discrimination, black and white. I just say, Kasachwati. Uh, Alabama, yeah. Alabama. Uh, but now, uh, President Lincoln uh, abolished, abolished slavery. The, slavery. Uh, slavery. Then Martin Luther King has achieved civil right. Now, uh, your president uh, also one come from originally come from African black sort of people. I think wonderful, really wonderful. So still, I think you need certain sort of like progress. It is in the kind under the Texas Marie. Missouri. 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 Ferguson. So, like that. Okay. Now completed. Thank you. I have an important request, which is that you all remain at your seats until His Holiness has had a chance to leave the building. That will be a few minutes, and we'll let you know when you can go. Thank you so much for coming. Bye-bye. You from? Burma. The Buddhist monk from Thailand or from Burma? Bangladesh. Bangladesh. Bangladesh, yes, right. You from? Oh, yeah. Thank you. Bye-bye.